0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Monkey Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Perez, along with Anthony Florentino, who unfortunately wasn't able to make it on this week. This is episode 37 featuring Grace Corey, who is a professional ballet dancer with the Portland Ballet Company in Portland, Maine. As many of you listeners know, this podcast is sponsored by Daily Dose CBD Inc., who has given you Monkey Mind listeners 15% off all their products. Just use promo code MONKEYMIND15 at checkout. So go to their website at DailyDoseCBDInc.com and use promo code MONKEYMIND15, no spaces, at checkout for 15% off all your orders. Let's get to today's episode.
1: Yeah, sure. Happy um, to be
0: here. Yeah, so obviously, we've spoke um, in the past, and you kind of mentioned sort of your experience growing up as a dancer in the ballet world. And um, for those listening, can you just introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm Grace Corey. Um, I currently am a dancer with Portland Ballet here in Portland, Maine. And um, this is my second, dan- my second season dancing for them professionally. Um, I've danced for other companies, uh, in two years I danced in Rochester, New York, and I danced in Georgia for a year. Um, yeah, so I'm a professional ballet dancer and I also teach ballet at a few schools in the Portland area.
0: Awesome. And then just going back to the beginning of it, how did you first get started in ballet and how did you, uh, you know, kind of develop this passion for it?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I've been dancing since I was three um and that was that's like a lot of people's story is that they started dancing when they were little um I just like asked my mom over and over again when I was little if I could dance and she was like not until you're three not until you're three and then I had my third birthday and I was like so I can dance now right and she was like yep sure we'll (laughs) sign you up um and I haven't really stopped since uh and I think I don't, I probably when I was in like sixth or seventh grade, I like knew that this is what I wanted to do professionally, which is kind of a weird thing for a sixth or seventh grader to be like, this is what I'm going to do. But that's how like a lot of people are that end up doing ballet professionally. It's just like something that you're weirdly addicted to. And you're like, I just want to do this. Like I'm going to try. And I was lucky enough that my parents were super supportive of that. And like, had the means to like pay for all of my like dancing and summers away and stuff like that um and I spent my senior year of high school at an arts boarding school in Massachusetts in Natick, Massachusetts Um, so that was kind of my like final push to like I'm taking this very seriously and then I uh, went to Indiana University Jacobs School of Music they have a ballet department Um, so I went there with some scholarship, which was good and had really amazing experiences and training there. Um, And then I graduated in 2016 and then um, started into the world of like crazy auditions and trying to get ballet contracts and uh, got a contract for two years in Rochester, New York, and then Georgia. And then I got a job up here.
0: Awesome. What's that process like as far as you know, getting those contracts and entering the, you know, professional world after college, you know, kind of auditioning and that sort of, um, that sort of route. What's that like?
1: Yeah, that's, um, it's definitely grueling. And uh, you like definitely need the like addiction to the art form (laughs) to -hmm. kind of keep you pushing through like audition after audition. Like sometimes you would go, you like go to a thing called a cattle call or like an open audition um where it's just like I've done auditions where there's like 400 people show up to the audition and you like all get numbers and you pay and then you take a ballet class and someone's at the front of the room watching and it's something that big they'll like make cuts throughout the class so like maybe you don't get to dance for the whole hour and a half um and then real quick
0: just like mid You'll be yeah. dancing, and all of a sudden they'll just kind of point you out and drag you off, sort sometimes, of thing. Or sometimes
1: they'll do that. Um, most of the time, it'll be like so. A ballet class is kind of there's like different sections of it. So like you start at the bar, or you're doing like exercises, holding on to like a ballet bar. So sometimes they'll make they'll like let you take bar, and then they'll line you up, and they'll be like, "If we call your number, thank you so much. Please return your number." and to next year and then so you have to leave and then they'll like make another cut like halfway through center where you're dancing and then sometimes um after class they'll make another cut and then have certain people stay and they'll teach you like a piece of rap of like something that they perform um and then you'll kind of quickly learn that and then perform that and then sometimes even at the very end of that they'll just uh be like okay well we'll we'll send you an email maybe we might have a we might have an unpaid spot open for a boy thank you and then you're just like oh okay well and so i mean sometimes weekends you'll have like three or four auditions so you just kind of have to you know take a deep breath and clear your head and it's so it's so like the ballet world it's so subjective like maybe you're too tall or you're too short or like the director only likes people with brown hair or just like Mm -hmm. things that don't even really have a say in like your ability so you have to like be able to separate that and be like okay well maybe like I was too tall for this ballet company or they just didn't get to see me at all. Because I mean, even if there's like 40 people dancing in a room, it's so hard. Like I can say that as a teacher, like when I'm teaching a class, it's so hard to like see every person in every moment. So you'll have to take that into account too. It's like, maybe they just didn't see me. And so like, it's hard not to take it personally.
0: Um, And yeah, especially
1: because it's okay. To well, pay, sorry, like, like, oh
0: yeah you, yeah, you
1: have to pay. like it's like mm-hmm. starting at thirty five dollars, maybe, so it's like, okay, well, and you fly there or you like drive there and
0: Yeah, I can see. I mean, it's probably so hard to be able to differentiate from not taking things personally, especially when it's something that you are so passionate about, and you're investing time, effort and money into doing. Yeah. And then, you know, you obviously have to have all this self-confidence to be able to perform at your highest level in anything you do. And then it's hard when you're getting denied from something like that, that you feel you're qualified for, you know, deep in your heart that you're qualified for. But like you said, the whole subjective aspect of it, it it might not be anything to do with your ability. Mm -hmm. It might have to do with the fact that maybe you have brown hair and they don't want that. Or like those little moments like you spoke about, maybe they just didn't see you in your really good moments. They saw you in your moments where you were just like everybody else or or something along those lines. It's it's hard to differentiate that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, and that even can be like applied when you're just like going, like once you get a job or even just like growing up, like dancing, you have to like kind of compartmentalize stuff and be like, okay, well the teacher didn't give me any corrections today or like didn't pay attention to me. But like that, you have to try to separate that from like your own self-worth to just be like, you know what? Like I, I I'm i going to keep doing this and like, I'm going to keep working hard. And like, I know that I'm working really hard and I'm doing things that I should be doing. So like, I don't know the, the mentality of like, it's all going to pay off mm-hmm. at some point. Like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And you're just
1: I, always kind of like waiting for your big break. Like even then once yeah. you get to a company, you're like, I just really want to like dance this role or I want to be cast in this ballet. And it's like, yes, I've made it here. I'm like, I have this job, but I think there's always like one more thing that mm-hmm. you're kind of trying for.
0: Yeah. No, if I, I think every athlete who is passionate about something knows that feeling very well. I mean, yeah. especially differentiating that this isn't who you are as a person this is this something that you do, especially you know, like you said, you started when you were three, and you're waiting for your third birthday to do it, and yeah. then what, six, seven years old, you said, "This is what I want to do. This is what I want to be." Yeah. Um, it's hard to be able to say, you know, this isn't who I am, like because in a way it definitely is, but it doesn't define you, and yeah. just kind of separating that is is probably so difficult. I mean, I've gone through you know those same experiences, and um, yeah, it's it's definitely like those growing pains of, of having come to that realization or, you know, figuring that sort of stuff out, which, I mean, I guess we could, you know, segue right into the whole mental health aspect and kind of your experience with, um, you know, being a professional ballet dancer and, um, you know, struggling with mental health and that sort of aspect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's definitely like, important I found that like you know if you're having a really bad day in the studio and just like nothing's working or like you stood in a different part of the studio and like you stood uh, by a mirror like a bad mirror and it's like you're like I don't think I normally look like that and it can just like totally throw your entire day or like you wear like a leotard that like you don't actually feel good in or something or like it could be anything and then To just, like, have the ability to leave at the end of the day and, like, okay, I did that today and, like, but there's a whole other world out here. Like, let me listen to, like, a news podcast or, like, talk to a friend who's not a dancer or something like that just to kind of, like, reground yourself and be, like, tomorrow's another day and like look back at like how much you've accomplished already and remember all the things you're like trying to accomplish. Um, that's kind of the like day-to-day battle, I think.
0: Mm. How would you say that that sort of, I guess, manifests into do you you just like beat yourself up over those things and just kind of let it compound and, um, it just becomes overwhelming or how, how would you say that sort of, um, those sort of things affect you personally?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I definitely fall into the camp of like a perfectionist mm. as like most ballet dancers are just because kind of like your whole life, you're training for this like unattainable, like perfect aesthetic. And like what we do isn't natural for our bodies anyways, like for the human body. So it's like, you're constantly striving for like, this unreachable thing. Um, So you it's kind of naturally become a perfectionist and like really be your hardest critic and just kind of like beat up on yourself. Um, And so sometimes it takes like another person around you to like give you encouragement and be like, hey, like I saw this, I saw you in class today and like that was really great and or in the studio, we do this thing where, um, since it's like kind of quiet, but like if someone if you see someone do something that like you really like, or that you thought they did a really good job at, we like do we like snap our fingers. Okay. Um, and I think that we kind of do that because I know like when I'm dancing, and I'm doing something and like I hear someone in the back snap their fingers even if like maybe it wasn't for something that I did you hear that and you're like okay like I'm doing well like this mm-hmm. I'm good at this like mm-hmm. uh, yeah so it's like trying to find those little pick-me-ups mm-hmm. um, but I do I can be very very hard on myself and uh, I think it's just yeah many many years of trying to be this like perfect thing. And I think the older I am now, uh, I'm like more forgiving to myself, especially cause I'll, I'll go back and I'll look at old pictures of me or something. And I'm like, wow, I didn't think I looked like that. Or I didn't think like I was dancing that well at that age. So that's just kind of like, I'm sure if I looked at myself five years from now, I'd be saying the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just kind of trying to constantly be aware of how you're feeling and not like bottling it all in and just being like only looking at the negatives
0: mm-hmm. did you when did this well two things when did this sort of start for you when you start realizing like know yeah, I'm pretty hard on myself and you would find that you know an hour two or three maybe even five hours after you know a ballet class you were still like upset about it when did you first realize that and did you find that you had outlets within the ballet community where you could talk to people about this stuff. And, or like you said, did you just really bottle it up all the time and it just really affected you because of that? Um, yeah, what were those, your uh, experiences with those two things?
1: Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't know if there was like any certain point where I was like aware of what I was doing. I think that one of the great things about the ballet world is that, um, most of the time, like if you are somewhere for a while, it ends up building like a really great community. So like when I was when I was at Walnut Hill, which was the boarding school that I went to my senior year of high school, um, I made such great friends there and we were all just kind of like always trying to like root each other on. I think because like, Deep down, I think it was kind of like, this is what I would want someone to, like, be doing for me. So then it would just kind of, like, set off a chain of, like, us all supporting each other and encouraging each other. And then even more so at um, Indiana when I was going to school there, the ballet department there is a, like, very special place. And, like, you normally lived with ballet dancers, and they would just kind of become your family. And I think that we can kind of be our, like, best advocates for each other because you can like kind of see the signs and like you can tell when someone's having a bad class or something like that so I think maybe helping other people over and over again has kind of like helped me to help myself Mm -hmm. in a way yeah um
0: do you find that that remains as well like in the professional world as well
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I know that like some, some places are better than others, but I feel like anywhere I have ever been, there's always been like a few people who have just been like very supportive and encouraging. Um, or like even here in, in Portland, like our, this artistic staff is so great. Our director Nell and, um, this former dancer Jen, who's kind of like our ballet master, they're both just they're very, they can be very like tell you how it is, but at the same time they're always ready to like encourage you and support you and let you know that you're doing really well. Um so that like nurturing environment here is really great. And definitely I don't I don't think that is everywhere. Um so it's really nice that like I've ended up somewhere that I feel I feel appreciated and I feel trusted okay. um, in like what I'm doing. So I think that helps with the like mental status of it all. Mm-hmm.
0: No, exactly. I mean, like you mentioned before, uh, there's these requirements in the ballet world as far as like physical requirements and like that perfectionism. Um, I'm obviously new to the whole ballet world, just speaking with you about this sort of stuff. And for those who are listening and don't know, what are some of the, I guess requirements, or what are the things that they're consistently harping on you as far as, you know, the physical requirements just in the art as a whole and, you know, what's expected out of you?
1: Yeah, I think that that's like, that's a place where, like, currently the ballet world is like trying, trying to like turn a new leaf and like turn over a new leaf and, there's been a lot of like push and like prominent dancers speaking out about like ballet companies need to be, and schools need to like be held accountable for like noticing a student who's struggling or a dancer who's struggling and like having maybe a, like a psych, like a person that they can go and talk to, like a psychologist, like recommendation, like or a therapist or someone like on their team so that way dancer mental health isn't just kind of like pushed to the wayside. Um, so that is happening, which is great. And then there's definitely, the the dance world is trying to become less, um, less like stereotypical in the body type that dancers are required to have. And this kind of is across the board, like this uh, year, so many professional dancers have, spoken out against companies that they dance for and how Mm -hmm. they've been body shamed and have been like put on diets and have been like cast in something and then taken out of like then they get a role taken away um so that has definitely been like it is like a scary dark side of the ballet world um that like you know everyone is expected to be like very like thin and and just like willowy and not kind of like muscle is bad. And like, you don't want to, I remember growing up, so many people were like, you don't want to bulk up. Like you don't want to do exercises that are going to like give your muscle, like give you like big bulky muscles. Like you want everything to be long and lean, which like is definitely true. And ballet exercises are kind of geared towards lengthening your muscles. It's just the way the movement shapes your muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think more and more now there is more cross training. Like I, I have so many dance friends who go and do like crazy things at the gym and do like box jumps and are like doing press lifts. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: so we're trying to kind of gear it into a healthier way because then if you are strong, you're, you can dance for longer. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of getting away from that, like you need to be really skinny and kind of like unhealthy um, in that kind of a way and like being reprimanded and shamed for not looking the way that someone thinks you should look. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even if you don't have that experience, there's kind of like this mental mm-hmm. affectation that so many dancers have of like trying to contr- have control in their career and everything. So And I think that's why a lot of people end up getting eating disorders and unhealthy eating habits because it's, it's something that you can control and so much of our life is not really in our control. So I think that's how that like unhealthy spiral can kind of happen. Even if you don't have anything said to you, like you need to be skinny. It's like seeing other people who are really skinny and like not muscly, Having success, and it's like, okay, well, maybe that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. like And I've seen people rewarded for being very skinny and kind of like taken under the wing of someone, and they kind of turn them into this very unhealthy person, but a very successful person. So it's like they can't even be healthy because as soon as they would start to be healthy again, they would get parts taken away. So, really? yeah, that's definitely a thing. That happens. Um, And dancers are having the courage now to call out companies and kind of make a stink and have lost their jobs for it. But it's important.
0: So that's so like they'll see someone who they feel has has a physical potential um, because it's strictly based off a certain body type and how skinny or lean they Mm -hmm. may be and then immediately be taken under their wing and turned into this fantastic ballet dancer and and then all of a sudden if they start to kind of change in their body they're kind of just thrown not thrown to the side but maybe not not utilized as much.
1: Yeah, like you'll have meetings about your like people will have meetings about their weight and they'll be like, you know, you need to you need to start losing this weight so that way you can do this role and Mm -hmm. um Yeah. So that's definitely a scary thing that people are trying to have happen less and less. And, Mm -hmm. um, and it can, that, I mean, obviously like something like that can really have an effect on you. Um, so that's, that's not a good part of the world. And I've never really had like professionally, I haven't had issues with that, but like at a summer program, when I was eight, nineteen, 19, I think. Um, so it was like a program that you had to audition for and uh, to go and dance for the summer and perform and like very prestigious, only like 15 girls accepted. And, you know, I was there and I was dancing. And after a show where I had just performed and my, mom and aunt had come to like see it and we were backstage like getting ready to leave and the director of the program who was like a director of a major ballet company uh he like came up to me after the show and I was like oh this is so great he's like he came up and like said he wanted to talk to me and I was like oh he's gonna say something really nice and like because he had this smile on his face obviously because my mom was there and he kind of pulled me aside and Well, Like told me that my, that I had like asked me, he said, have you noticed that you've gained weight since you've been here? And I was like, obviously didn't say anything because you're 18 and you're just like, I don't, what do you mean? And he's like, you don't feel it in class. Like your thighs are just really heavy now. And like, I can, I can help you with like what you should be eating in the dining hall. and." just that he was like, it's because I'm concerned for you and trying to spin it and be like, you know, I feel like you can be so much better, but like your thighs are heavy now mm-hmm. and like it's affecting your dancing. And so to hear that was just like really jarring. And he would eat in the dining hall, the same one that we would eat in. And if he would be in there when I was eating, I would just be like, well, I can't, I can't eat anything for this meal because I don't want him to see what I'm eating to then like validate himself. Mm -hmm. So that definitely affected me. And thankfully my roommate at the time was my dearest friend and she was very kind and was like, tried to like reground me and be like, you're fine. Like nothing is the, like, he's just an awful old French man who like (laughs) doesn't understand what a healthy body looks like um but that has definitely affected me even like on like some of my bad days like when i'm having an off day i like still hear his voice in my head like saying that to me even though i know that like right now i'm in like great shape and i don't have heavy thighs
0: mm-hmm.
1: but like that still it's it's easy to see how quickly you could like spiral into how like just that one interaction could have just Mm -hmm. totally affected me. And instead of like helping my career, like that could have ended my dancing, you know? Yeah. So that was, that was, that's my like small taste of an unhealthy environment. But again, thankfully like my friend was there and she was very kind and supportive and um, you know, and obviously I'm still, it still gets me, but um, yeah, just trying to be like big picture. I think helps me. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I. Sorry that that happened to you. That's that's horrible. And I think, um, like you said, like I like think you said it was a small moment, but it meant so much, and it still carries weight even to this day. Yeah, and it's something that I don't think a lot of coaches or people in power within sports and the arts don't really realize and it's just like the timing that was terrible too there there was ways that it could have been better absolutely all all around the the way it went down the things that were said it just so to him it might have been something that was just so small, or but I don't think they really realized that right um, how much that still affected you or or affected you at the time and um you know luckily you had that support system and you had that friend that was there to keep you grounded um mm-hmm. and that's fantastic that she was there for you and, and she was that friend for you and um like you said like that whole thing about you not being able to eat at the dining hall when that coach was there like that that's a yeah. real fear that a lot of athletes go to is just always that now is taken away from what your job is your mm-hmm. job is to perform and your job is to dance and you did that after that you know during that um performance that you had you did your job
1: mm-hmm. but just
0: like that comment which was pretty much unrelated to your performance and how you did then affects your future performances and how you go about your day-to-day and i think that they don't realize you know a lot of coaching staff of different you know fields they just don't really kind of realize the, the things that they say hold so much weight and the timing in which they say it and and what they say can be so hurtful um especially when there's something that you ride on yeah. yourself already you know you want to be that perfectionist and then you think you did so great and you're finally rewarding yourself and you're there with your family it, it it can be it can be so hurtful for an athlete to hear that
1: and yeah especially i mean like anybody that has like trained you or helped or like coached you you like hold them at such a high level exactly. that it's just kind of like well anything that they like they must be right exactly because they're, they have this position and this power and, and you want to, I, I'm like, this is just in my personality too. I'm very much a pleaser. So you just are like, well, how can I, I don't want them to feel that way about me. Um, but like something like that is just like, I can't make them not without like cutting off my legs like yeah. know. no
0: exactly and like you said you were 19 and this was somebody in a from a very prestigious ballet ballet company you said right so I mean th- those two right there you're 19 like that age is such a vulnerable time especially for someone who you know is trying to be all in on something and, and reach the professional status and then you're at this camp for it and there's someone who is of this high power who you're trying to impress and you know make a name for yourself, and they they hold so much power, and I think unfortunately sometimes a lot of them can kind of realize that and understand that they have this power and they know that athletes and artists are willing to do so much for something that they're so passionate about and care about mm-hmm. and it's just really hurtful that you know there's people out there who just can't really read the room you know and just yeah. understand what the things you know how much weight that they hold and Maybe they do. And unfortunately they utilize that power, but um, no, like I said, you know, it's, it's great to hear that you had that support system and that it's something that you do realize is still kind of in the back of your mind, but you don't let it control you. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that took years of practice and um, coming to grips with the fact that, that that wasn't anything on you. That was just a miserable old man who, yeah, you know, just felt like flexing his muscles that day or whatever the case is.
1: Right. Yeah, and thankfully he wasn't. Thankfully, he wasn't like my boss, or it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was like a, you know, I was gonna be gone at the end of the summer, and I had. But yeah, there are people whose their their bosses do that, and they like affect their their pay and their job, and so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm I'm glad that I'm not glad that that happened to me, but I'm glad that that was like how it happened to me, because I feel like it could have been so much worse. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we talked about too before. Um, just that you've noticed that there is kind of this sort of trickle effect that this has always been the way it is. This is just how it is in, in this community, and there that trickle effect is just like, well, this is how it was for me. So suck it up. This is how it is for you. Yeah. And like, okay, maybe you found a little bit of success from this method, but it's not the actual best approach, and you're finding that there is that shift. And like you mentioned, there are, you know, companies who are making sure that they're, you know, that the dancers there are getting that psychological help. And um, that is positive to see that there is that shift, but yeah, like like you said, that it's just a trickle down effect of this is the way it's always been. So this is the way it's going to be now.
1: A huge problem. And, and for, for such a long time, like dancers, you're just kind of, it's like, you're, you're to be seen and not heard and i've definitely I've been in some places where people have spoken up about maybe like not feeling comfortable with like the schedule or what's being asked of us or asked of our bodies um and the easiest way for someone to shut that down is exactly what you were you were talking about of uh like well this is what this is what we've been doing for for like ten years like this is just what it is like All of these people have done this before you and it's like but okay well but we're speaking up now and i'm not that person like everybody is different and everybody is different and like it's yeah it's this confusing thing where it's like why don't you want things to be better than like when someone comes into a position of power it's like why wouldn't you wanted to change that if that's how it's always been Mm -hmm. which is confusing yeah
0: it's very confusing. I've noticed But it. that's
1: one of the, the things that I do really love about dancing here in Portland for Portland Ballet. It's just a very, since I got here in August, it's been just so nurturing and honest. And there's, there. I just feel like there's so much trust from the director to us. And like, you know, you're going to show up and you're going to do what you need to do. And like, if your body doesn't feel good, like you're the one who knows how your body feels. I'm sure that if it got to the point where someone was just like, I'm not taking class anymore. I'm, I'm sure it would be noticed of like, well, you're just like taking advantage of this trust now, but um, yeah, it's just been so great being here and uh, yeah, being trusted and taken care of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: not how it's been some other places that I've been and friends who dance for other companies I know, um, haven't had the same experience. So it's really great.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Why do you think that is the case that, you know, um, Portland is so different and I guess so, um, progressive,
1: so to speak. I think that it's just, it's kind of been what I've always been like, why isn't this the case of like, our director, she, she grew up dancing and she went, to a, for, she went to Butler, which has a really great dance program and she danced professionally and she danced here in the company um, a while ago and kind of transitioned into running the company. And you can just tell that when she's making decisions, she's like thinking about what it would be like in this moment as a dancer. Which, which makes sense because mm-hmm. it's the product that she's producing. She's producing like dance productions, and so it's just like it. She is successful if we're successful, and I think that's kind of how Nell feels and sees it. And um, it, I think it's been it's been working great. And I mean, we're a, we're a small company. There's like right now, there's only. Um, 10 of us in the company, which is small. um, But we all work really hard. And I think when you have a boss that you can laugh with and uh, respect and who can like help and guide you, you want to work more and like you want to work harder and you want to do well for them. And it's just a great environment and community. Um, So that has definitely helped again, like when you have that dark day or you're like having a bad class or something, you just kind of, I like, well, I'm glad that I'm here when this is happening. And cause I'm in a community that is supportive and will tell me that I'm doing okay. Even if I feel like I'm not doing <laughs> yeah. okay.
0: Yeah. No, well that's, that's fantastic to hear that. Um, you have a, a director like that and someone who's so understanding of, You know, that sort of connection between dancer and coach and how, like, the product, if the dancers are happy and the artists are happy, then, you know, they're going to be putting out a better product. And in turn, it's going to help her, too. Right. And that she gets it because she was there and she can remember what her experience was like.
1: Yeah. Which is exactly what you'd think would happen. But But that's not the case.
0: (laughs) No. No.
1: They're like, it's like, sometimes I think it turns into, like, a revenge thing where. Yeah. like I have this power now and like you have to go through this because I did which is so unhealthy it's
0: it's amazing how uh quickly some can forget but um but no that's that's great that you're in this uh in this situation um and for those listening who you know what's the next step as far as you know the the company and um I know it's, it's a rocky time with COVID but um for those listening, if they wanted to kind of get more information about Portland Ballet Company or just what you guys are are doing over there and, and your personal, you know, future in, the, in in the dance community,
1: yeah. So we're just we're kind of in between performance seasons right now. Um, we just filmed and aired our Nutcracker um, last Saturday, which was really great. Uh, um, so now we're just kind of waiting to see what. new year is going to look like and you know hopefully um I I think there are some things in the works but it's just kind of like will we be able to have a live performance um so definitely check out Portland Ballet's website portlandballet.org um we're on Instagram and Facebook also um to just kind of get any updates and but we're we're ready as you know um art is very helpful in like a healing process and like escaping. And I know that the two, op- the performances that we did this first half of the year, it was just like really nice to kind of give that to the community and um, yeah, to just kind of like cope with all the craziness that has happened this year. So um, we're ready and eager to perform again for the community. So hopefully um in January we'll kind of have a better idea of when and where that kind of stuff will be happening. Um, yeah. So fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hoping for the best for you guys there. And um, just a quick question. If if you could tell yourself, you know, now something you would tell your younger self or anyone who was in your position or it was in a dif- a different position, but still, you know, struggling as a young dancer on their way up, uh, something that you would have wanted to know, what's something that you would, you know, a token of advice that you'd give them?
1: Yeah, I, I think that I, if I could tell myself uh, anything, it would just to like have more confidence in my abilities and to not to not like second guess myself and to, to not, to not compare. I think I tell this to my students all the time. Like when you're training and working towards this goal, like don't look at the other people around you to like put yourself down, like look at the other people around you to inspire you to like, to push yourself, to become the best that you can be, to not be like, Oh, well I'm not as good as them. So like, I'm just going to stand back here and like to push yourself in a healthy, confident way. Um, Because like I was saying earlier, like, you know, I'll go back and look at pictures of myself and be like, wow, like I was really good back then. And um, I'm very happy with where I am right now, but I definitely think I could have like pushed myself more and like trusted in myself. Um, And I'm, I'm doing that now currently. uh, And I've, I've improved so much and Yeah, to just not count yourself out, I think, is what that is.
0: (laughs) Awesome. No, that's awesome. And uh, last question before we let you go here. What's your your favorite Christmas movie?
1: My favorite Christmas movie? Oh, I don't know. Probably White Christmas. There's so many great musical and dancing numbers. I'd have to say White Christmas. Awesome. Phenomenal.
0: Perfect. That's great, but uh, no, thank you so much for yeah. taking the time to, to speak to speak and come on. Um, greatly appreciate it and for being vulnerable and opening up and telling your story. so thank you so much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. oh also one last thing. Um, I teach um, an adult open ballet class at Portland Ballet, um, and it's a it's a beginner level ballet class. Like sometimes people in there have never taken a dance class before or they've taken some other type of dance class. Um, so if there are any listeners out there who are like, maybe I want to do ballet, it's just like such a great way to move your body. And I'm very goofy and silly. So there's nothing to be intimidated by. Um, but that info also is on Portland Ballet's website. So any adult ballet dancers out there?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, my mom always wanted to be a ballet dancer. She still talks about it to this day. So yeah, maybe
1: she should find an open. Yeah, if she's here. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'll definitely let her know. So well she'll be listening. She's always always listening. But but yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, check that out. we said Portland Ballet.
1: Portland ballet. About,
0: dot org. Dot org. Okay. Awesome. Those listening, check that out. And yeah, Grace, thank you again. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. This is what i made with. This is love.